It worked for Snoop and Martha. It worked for Michael Jackson and Sir Paul. Even Dre and Eminem found the magic. So check your prejudice at the door, because this podcast isn't just here to entertain you. It's here to change everything you expect of yourself and everyone around you. This is Doc in the Block. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Doc in the Block podcast. My name is Scott Barber, and I'm an orthopedic surgeon practicing in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm here with my good friend, Big Block Spencer, yeah. who you most most of you probably know is a three-time Grammy Award-winning music producer. How sure. you doing today, Block? Scott, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Yeah, I'm Big Block, man. You know, ran Block Entertainment, Bad Boy South with P. Diddy for years. You know, produced numerous singles, hit, videos, artists, developing. Been around the for a long time. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I've been practicing now for about 20 years in the Atlanta area. Yep. And Block and I met each other probably about, about know, four or five years ago. Four or five years ago. Block <laughs> was uh, working out. You can see he's a pretty big dude. And uh, he's got good athlete genetics going on. His son, Malik Spencer, is yep. uh, at Michigan State yep. at his freshman year playing on the football team. He's one of the best defensive players in the nation. Absolutely. Anyway, go green. <laughs> <laughs> Block and I met when he ruptured his uh, triceps tendon yep. and uh, came in and I got it fixed. And he and I have become really good friends. And brothers. one of the one of the things, yeah, brothers. brothers. Yeah. Yep. And one of the things that he and I noticed is um, – he and I are both pretty successful in different areas of life, and we couldn't be any more different, yep. our backgrounds and our life experiences. But the one thing that we have in common is a good work ethic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have- uh, They want to give back. You know we we want to give take. back, and we got a good, we got a way of treating people. We yeah. treat people uh, with respect, and he and I just became really great friends. I've yep. taken care of his son when he needs it. He takes care of my kids when they need it, Absolutely. and my family- and we just got to thinking that one of the things that a lot of young people in this world need is somebody to sort of counsel them yeah. and offer them some wisdom and a way forward. And so we've started a foundation called the Big Timers Foundation. Yep. And our motto is hashtag no excuses. Yep. You young people out there are all in charge of your own lives. The sky is the limit. No matter what situation you find yourself in right now, yep. there's a way forward. And what we want to do is bring on people that we know, professional athletes and business people and entertainers and all kinds of people and hear from them the mistakes that they made, the things that they did that worked. And hopefully we can give some of you guys some insight and how to navigate this world and have a happy, successful life. And we're going to do that through the experiences of people who've already done it. You know, I always- Yeah, Scott, we want to show people too, man, that, um, you know, like, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you coming from where you come from, you know, um, you from Hawaii. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm from the city of Atlanta, raised in LA. The different, like, path that we taking, you know what I'm saying, to get where we are today. Like I've been in the music business for almost like, like 27 years. And I've, you know what I'm saying? Like I've encountered you know, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, to get, you know, give back. And I went through the same struggles that I've been through. And, um, you know, it's, it's just talking to Scott just on one-on-one. Scott been through things as well. You know what I'm saying? Like growing up, you know what I'm saying, being bullied, coming out of that. And I came from the world of bullying. I came from the world of gun violence. I came from the world of all of that. And Scott and I met now. Now we brothers. Now we trying to teach these kids. There's no excuse of of what of, of where you are today. You know what I'm saying? Just, just by not just working. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got to work. You got to, you know what I'm saying, give back as you work. You know what I'm saying? Am, am, am I saying that right, Scott? A hundred percent. I mean, and that was, that was kind of the thing that really got this entire operation off the ground. I mean, it really came from Block, who is, uh, he kind of told me that a lot of the problems that a lot of kids have 
And I, I'm, you know, yeah. I, I give Block's testimony. He yeah. says the first time he ever had his own bed yeah. was when he went to prison when he was 17 years old. And Absolutely. look at him today. He was in a bad spot and he yeah. figured a way out of it by setting goals, working hard, yeah. treating people with respect, doing the right thing, never giving up. Yep, never gave up. And, you know, I always told him one of the things that made made me able to sort of get through all of my trials and tribulations, you know, the crosses that I had to bear was I had a dad to tell me tomorrow will be a better day. Just keep your head down, keep working. And so he said, one of the things that a lot of people, uh, young people uh, that are, you know, from underprivileged homes and maybe don't have that support system is somebody to pick them up and tell them to move forward. And we started to think, well, we could be that support system. And so uh, we're pretty connected in the city of Atlanta and we got ways to help kids, to give them opportunity, to help them see things. And we're building this operation with the idea that uh, this is a place where young people can come to learn yeah. about life, to uh, look for solutions to their problems and yeah. to have opportunity. We, we want to create uh, internships and things like that. And to be honest with you, Block has been on my back probably man. now for <laughs> four and a half years about let's go, let's yeah, go, man, let's I go. And that, man. I, you know, I really want to show these kids that you know, you know, there are people out there that's willing to help them, that's, that's willing to risk it all for them. And I'm one of them, and I know Scott one of them, and and and, and we partnered up with like the Paths Department of Atlanta, and we partnered up with that kind of police, kind of build a bridge with the community and the police department, because a lot of us, because I grew up, Scott, hating the police. Yep. And I didn't know why I hated them. It kind of was handed down to me because you know, like in the hood, you know, where I grew up, you know, um, you know, we had to do whatever we had to do. Yep. Just be honest, we had to do what we had to do. We had to, and and I looked up to them. Like I looked up to the gangsters on the corner. I looked up to the people that was doing this and that to make a living. And until I went to prison came and got out, I met some people that's like, hey man, listen, there's a better way to do this. And I you know, met Tupac and I met, you know what I'm saying, his mom and I met some other people that kind of like brought me out of that, that little sludge I was in. And um, and you one of them guys too. You know what I'm saying? Like 20 shit, 30 years later, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm still meeting people that's great that's really want to give back to the community. It's got one of them. So, you know, the other thing that I think we found yeah. is the uh, the police athletic league yeah. uh, that we work with. These people are yeah. doing God's work. I mean, and that's not like the police department. Yeah. These are individuals that are police officers yeah, that take these out. kids under yeah. their wing, use their own money, their own homes, getting them to school, yeah. getting them resources that they need, getting them to sports events and things like that. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I living in Atlanta 20 years and I never heard of these people? Yeah. And that's what we want to do is we want to bring. I most definitely heard of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, yeah. is we want to bring people together yeah. and start offering yeah, solutions and getting the word out that yeah. there's, there's a better way. And, you know, I, I never went to prison for more than one night. <laughs> <laughs> I got arrested a couple of times, but uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. for me, my, you know, my, my cross to bear was, you know, I'm a doctor today, yeah. but I didn't discover that. I had a severe reading disability until after I graduated from college. Wow. So I was not getting into medical school. I was not able to really do very well on the medical college admission test, but I just had it in my head. I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And so I learned about reading disability. I got diagnosed. I had some people help me along the way. They got me treatment. I learned how to read. And then I ended up graduating fourth in my medical school class. Wow. But the lesson there is I was already out of college and I still managed to set my goals and and achieve my dreams. And that's that's what people need to know. If you're if you're a kid out there and you have a reading disability, hey, we got options for you. We have, 
you know, first of all, you're not alone. Yeah. You know, whatever you're going through, there are other people who are going through it too. And guess what? No excuses. Yeah, no There's excuse. a way forward and you have control of your own destiny. And that's kind of what we want to show you is that no matter what you look like, no matter where you come from, no matter what your situation is, there are people that have been there before and there's a way out. And we want to show you what that way is. And not that we have all the answers, but when you put a collective group of people who've been successful, they have a life experience that's wisdom. Yeah. You know, wisdom is the knowledge of things that don't change. And that's what we, that the only way you get wisdom is by living life, making mistakes. And, you know, as my, my father used to always say, um, knowledge is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. Yeah. Wisdom yeah. is knowing that you don't put it in a fruit salad. <laughs> the only way you know the first time is you put one in and you're like, this tastes yeah. awful. Now, yeah. you know, don't put a tomato in a fruit salad. Well, life is kind of like yeah. that. There's things that work. There's things that don't work. And uh, blaming other people for your problems, yeah. that doesn't work. It might be true. There might be people that are responsible for it, but it doesn't solve your problems. Relying on yourself and being accountable. That's, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, when I look back over the course of my life, times that I was not accountable, it didn't work out for me. Yeah. But times where I was accountable, even when it was painful in the moment to be accountable, and it ended up being a blessing because people would look at me and say, hey, that guy's accountable. Let's give him an opportunity. And after a while, I kind of yeah. learned like, hey. Yeah, but we got to, you know, can't see kids right at the age. Yeah. You know, at that time, because I think a lot of, where I know where I'm from, you know, like I think a lot of people, well, a lot of teenagers, they don't have that male figure in their lives or they don't have like a mentor to help or, or, or at least have somebody to come in and want to inspire them. Saying like you know what, like I want to be like Block because Block made it, and Block got to have the time and take the time out to lift them up. And yeah. I think that's what I want to bring to the table. You know, so that's yeah. what I want to show people with this whole podcast that two people with different different avenues can get together and build as one. Well, it's kind of weird too because if people meet Block and people meet me, yeah. the last thing you would think <laughs> is those two guys are brothers. Yeah, <laughs> they, absolutely. I mean, this is not yeah. just for this podcast. Yeah. We go to dinner together. Yeah. He picks my kids up and takes my oldest daughter to the studio. Yeah. He came down to see my other daughter at yep. horseback riding. I go to Malik stuff. Yep. Um, we're there for each other. We're friends, and it's not not that we have everything in common, but we yeah. got enough in common. And, and also the realization that uh, there's nothing to be afraid of here. Yeah. Like people are people. We all have the same yep. problems. We all have the same crosses to bear. There's nobody that's getting through this life unscathed. Life is tough, you know, get a helmet. Yeah. Uh, but you need support. You need family, mm -hmm. you know, and if that's not the family you were born into, there's family out there that you, you know, that you can get along the way. And that's what we want to do is yeah, we right want to create a family. Time, we create big times for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So anybody that's, <laughs> That's willing to come in and, and put a year two cents, man, we're looking for you. We need all the help, all the mentorship. We need all of that. A lot of uh, what gets you successful in this world, too, is finding out what your passion is, right? Yeah. Once you discovered music yeah. and discovered that you had an aptitude for it, you could put your whole yeah. self into that. Yeah. And then, I don't, you know, Block's got three Grammys. I don't, yeah. uh, he's the only guy I know with any Grammys. <laughs> he's got three of them. So, yeah. You know, he clearly knows what he's doing with the medicine, the medicine, with the music. Yeah, that is medicine, that medicine <laughs> to your soul, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, he and I, he's working with my daughter right now. Hopefully yeah. one day she, she turns into a superstar. But, uh, yeah. you know, he was just telling me, I don't know what I don't know. And uh, that's true. I don't have a vision in music, but he does. And, yeah. um, you know, becoming a doctor was uh, something that. Uh, yeah, boy, I can operate on a. Rabbit, I can operate on nothing. <laughs> but but it was one, once I found my passion yeah. and once I found something I wanted to be, I could get focused. Yeah. And then I had obstacles in front of me. It's like you don't read well. Yeah. All right, what what's my next move? Well, you got to learn how to read. Okay. Uh, so okay, so once you find um, well, 
Well, Scott, well, okay, hold on. Now you say you didn't find it out after you graduate. Yeah. So how did you make it? So, you know, when you go to when you go to a school, yeah. you know, you you get grades. Yeah. You know, and and when I was young and you take the SAT scores, yeah. you know, I didn't do very well on the SATs. I didn't know why. Yeah. I just didn't, but it was a different time when I was in the eighties. I mean, like, you know, nowadays kids are Oh, yeah. You know, preparing for the SAT for years and yeah. years. We, I'd show up to school. It's like, hey, we're having the SATs today. I was like, what? Yeah. So I, I didn't do well, but I never really applied myself. And when I was young, um, I always knew I had problems. Yeah. I always knew okay. like, man, something is not right. It's just, they used to have these things. I remember in middle school called SRAs where you would read, answer questions on the back. They were color coded. And then as you, you know, you were supposed mm-hmm. to go through these things through the course of the year. And I would notice that all my classmates were like several colors ahead yeah. of me. And I'm just like, man, how am I last in the class? You know, how am I, why am I falling so far behind? You know? And uh, it was things like that that were just difficult for me. And, um, but I was a smart yeah, enough. You could read though. Like you could actually read. It's I could read. read. I just didn't read well. So when I took oh. a test, I wouldn't get a lot of questions, right? Cause I was misreading it. Okay. And when I had time, it, I didn't do well. And so I had a very, you know, I had like a, you know, a low B out of high school. So I was a smart guy, you know, <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't very good, but a low B yeah. to get into med school. That's not, that's not, uh, yeah. that's not going to cut it. Wow. So I, um, I got into college because I played sports, you know, when you play sports, you get in, you know, a lot of times the academics, they kind of overlook it. So I got in, I got to school and I worked hard. And so I got some good grades early on. Uh, but then, you know, my grades started to fall off. I was playing sports and doing other things. And that was kind of my, my excuse to myself was like, well, I'm not doing that well, but I'm not really applying myself either. So maybe that's it. And I had this thing in my head that I might not get into the best school in the world, but I'd get into some medical school, but medical school is not like that college. You know, there's always like kind of a school you can get into community college or something, but med school is not like that. So it wasn't until I took the MCAT, which is the medical college admission test. I took it one time and I got such a low score on the reading that I thought I made a mistake. Kids listening today don't know about the bubbles, but if you got off on one question, all the other questions would be wrong. And that's what I thought I did. So I took the test a second time and I did just as badly. So you always wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor. You know, when I, you know, you want to be no big sports. Oh, of course. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I wanted to be a pro athlete. Like a lot of kids. You know, know, when that don't work or whatever. Well, it did. It fell through pretty much right away. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so my point is, my point is, uh, I got this low score. I went to go meet with somebody at uh, Georgetown University yeah. in the medical department, and this lady was like uh, a doctor, and she looked took took a look at my my scores, and she instantly she's like, "You have a reading disability." I was like, "What?" She goes, yeah, you have a reading. I'm like, how would you know that? And she goes, nobody, nobody gets these high scores on the sciences and then gets a two out of 15 in the reading. She goes, people who don't even speak English can do better than that. And I was kind of like, well, that makes me feel great. And I asked her, what's the difference between having a reading disability and just being too dumb to be a doctor? Like, if that's my lot in life, tell me. And she goes, well, it's not that you're not smart. She goes, you just don't process the reading very well. You need to go get tested. And that just started a whole odyssey of, I went back to school. I got tested. I found out like, oh my God, I'm so terrible at at this thing. Like they they did this day long test to find out about my disc. They had these pictures, like it would be a picture of a room and the doorknob would be on the wall and not on the door. And you had to pick like, that's what's wrong. The doorknob is not in the right spot. So it was all these pictures and everything. And there was a bunch of them. I'm like, I don't see anything wrong. And they're like, yeah, there was a something wrong on every picture. And to this day, it blows my mind. Like they were not complicated things, you know, so but was fixed? it's just was kind of the way my, they called it a visual acuity. Okay. It's probably my brain just has a problem seeing shapes and things so can like, you that. Fix stuff like that. 
No, so I, yeah, I mean, I learned to read, you know, I learned to, they taught me how to break down sentences. I box things, circle things, and I know I can't cram. So like some people can read something and they know it. I know I got to read something two, three times to get it in my head. So I started practicing and learning like that. And then I got better and better. And then I eventually went back to graduate school, got my grades up. I kept applying it on my fifth try. I got accepted to med school. I got Mm -hmm. it. I eventually got a good score on the MCAT, but I had to get extra time. You know, they do that. They do that nowadays where, you know, my, my kids get tested too. Like, do you have a problem? They'll give you extra time, which was huge for me. And I never knew that when I was going through school. I never. So I got through the MCAT and then I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. And in order to be an orthopedic surgeon, you pretty much got to graduate at the top of your med school class. And I was afraid that if I took extra time in medical school, they would you know, yeah. make a little star there and they would keep me out. <laughs> so I didn't take it. I didn't take the extra time in med school. Okay. I just did it like everybody else. But by now I'd had like a year and a half of my practice reading and I, I did it and, um, you know, I did well and I got into orthopedics and everything worked out, but I still don't read well today, but I read better than I used to. Yes. And now that I'm aware of my problem, I make accommodations for it. And it's funny too, in this world, mm-hmm. you know, God solves a lot of problems. Like I knew that I can't read and retain. So yeah. I knew like in medical school, I had to study every single day, which made me a better doctor today. Cause I they really learned the material. I, did, work. I, I didn't put, you know, I didn't take two weeks off. Yeah. Like a lot of other people, they take two weeks off after an exam set and then they start learning. Not me. Yeah. I took one day off and the next day I was right back at nice. it. And so I ended up being a better doctor because I was taking things more slowly. I was learning, you know, the, the better I learned the stuff in the yeah. first year, the better prepared I was in the second year. And, uh, you know, it, the point is there was a way through. Now, listen, sometimes God doesn't have that plan for you. Like we were talking about my pro sports when I was in, in, in high school, yeah. I was the Hawaii state player of the year in soccer, two time uh, state championship. I thought I was the next Pele. No. I got, I got recruited to UCLA, which was the number one team in the nation. And I thought, here we go for yeah. a soccer career. Here I am. <laughs> and I got to UCLA and yeah. right off the bat, it was like, man, these guys are good and yeah. fast and big and strong and all this. And it wasn't for me. And that was the hardest year of my life, yeah. you know, cause at the time I'm like 19, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. My whole life, I'm thinking I'm going to be a pro soccer player. And then just like that, it's not going to happen. I was sucking my thumb in my dorm room like, man, what am I going to be? My life is over. And that was a really hard transition for me to learn. That's not what, you know what I mean? It's like no matter how much work I would have put into that, it's just not the plan. But I took that same work ethic and I put it into something else, being a doctor. And now when I look back on it, it's like, wow, this has really been the blessing. Mm -hmm. Like, you know being a pro athlete would have been great, but you know, we talk about this all the time. You go through your pro athletic career, it's over and you're 35 years old and you're like, man, I'm so like, I wouldn't let a 35 year old be in charge of anything right now. I don't think they have (laughs) enough life experience, you know? And, and so that's kind of the, the wisdom thing, right? You know, when you're young and you're looking at somebody who's 35, it's like, Oh, they're an old man. But when you get to be 35, it's like, this is the beginning, you know? And that's what we need to, to provide kids out here. Yeah, the kids is, need to hear all these testimonies. And, and you know, we got, we yeah. got other people. So like the course where we have NFL mm-hmm. athletes, I got Olympic medalists. I got, you know, we got all kinds of people that are chomping at the bit to get here, share their stories, yep. their do's and don'ts. You know, how do you get through this life? We want to talk about, um, virtues. Yeah. You know, what are the qualities? What are the behaviors that you need to exhibit in order to be successful? And that's like, Locke and I do the same things. We just don't really give it a name. Yeah. But these things have a name like hard work, integrity, honesty, accountability is a yeah. big one, right? We were just talking yeah. this morning about accountability is something that seems to have gone by the wayside in yeah. these 
these generations, these new generations. You know, when I was young, my, you know, my father used to teach me, you know, you own it. Yeah. You know what character. I mean? So it doesn't go well. You own it. Uh, yeah, character, you got manners, respect. Yep. Like a lot of people from my hood and, and where I'm from, we lack that. Like, yes, sir. Yes, man. That's a mandatory for me and my kids. Yeah. But what is Malik? I mean, the first thing you ever notice about Malik, who, yeah. by the way, he's a supermodel. I mean, the handsomest guy you ever saw. He's the best athlete in the state. I mean, he's just an absolute savage. I mean, this kid has everything going for him. And when you talk to him, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes. It's amazing. Even when I talk to him on the phone. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. sir. You know, like like growing up, man, that's what kind of get you know what I'm saying? Like get you by. You know, well, what gets you kind of noticed. You know what I'm saying? When you first meet somebody, you handshake them. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? You look them in the eyes. And that kind of start being a character. But that's what I want from all, you know what I'm saying? Like for all my kids. Because I don't see it. Yeah, we just had a job fair actually here and, and a young lady who's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's going to college on her own and doing all this stuff. She walks right up to me, looks me and shakes my hand, mm-hmm. looks me in that little little girl. Yeah. And uh, she says, are you Dr. Barber? And I said, yes. And she goes, I just want to introduce myself. I would like to get a job Absolutely. here and everything. And I hired her on the spot. Absolutely. I was like, I would when I was your age, I would have never come talk to <laughs> me, me like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> But, and she yeah. said, I'm very nervous, yeah. but I'm just, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just overcoming yeah. that and everything. And I was like, you know what? You're hired. That's what <laughs> we want to teach these yeah. kids, man. That's how we want to get them out there. Like jump the line. That's what I call it. Yeah. Jump the line. You know, so. the other thing too is uh, you got to start at the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't just get to, yeah. you know, jump to the end and you, you know, you never get to skip the hard work part of life. You know what I mean? And honestly, when you get to be older like me and I look back on it, those are the things that give me joy and contentment in my life now is to know it wasn't easy. You know, it wasn't just handed to me. I didn't just show up and it happened. It was, it was a battle every day of my life. And having somebody to kind of tell you, and I, I, one of the the people that I'm mentoring now, I always tell them like, you're in it right now. Enjoy it. Enjoy. This is what you're going to tell your grandkids about. You know, we just have a UFC fighter actually, who's had a couple losses and uh, he was texting me. I'm so sorry. Uh, You know, you don't have to sponsor me anymore and everything. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You had a loss, man. That's okay. That's life. You know, you know, you're a pro now you got to get up. You know, I said, shake it off. We'll look at the tape. You're going to learn from this. You'll be better. And then you go out and you talk to your fans. You got a job to do. Yeah. You know, I know you're you're hurting and uh, that that's kind of life. You know, we, we actually sponsor a lot of uh, and take care of yeah. a lot of MMA fighters. And I really like that sport because it's so raw. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like they're in the cage. It's by themselves. Yeah. It's they got only themselves to rely on and it's win or lose. Peace. And they all lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you're Khabib. You know? See, that's what I love about Scott, man. You know what I'm Scott lead by example. Like, Scott gonna be that fight. He got you back all the way. Win, lose, or draw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I love about you, man. Well, that's what I, I mean, yeah. you're there for me too. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of the. I'm just saying, not just for me. I'm just, I mean, for the people, just, just around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know that's how we kind of got linked up. But, but I see, you know, that's, that's really in your DNA. That's what you do. Well, that's what gives me joy in yeah. life. And that that's, I think, I what gives that, people man. joy in life, yeah. right, is to to be given back. And that's why, you know, listen, it's taken a lot of work to get to this point where we could have this first show. But yeah. Block has been every single day for the last five years. Come let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Because I know in your heart, you, yeah. you know that there's kids that back, are being man. left behind. I see it every day, and man. It, yeah. I and he, he's passionate about wanting to help people out. So. Yeah, man. So anybody want to be part of the big timers, give back, you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. just, just give a little bit of your time up for the kids, man. We welcome you here. You know what I'm saying? You know, like if you have any kids that need mentorship and really be on the program, 
We all here for you. We got athletes. We got doctors. We got lawyers. We have accountants. We got everybody, man. Real live people too, not just corporate people that just and just snap their nose up at you. Like real people that understands. So we about big yeah. Towers. We we also want to be able to create an environment where kids can get together yeah. with people yeah. and 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 hang yeah. out and go into that environment. For, really live it. So, really, well, really, yeah, I mean, you get to see it. how we are, right? Yeah. How well, how do you live your day? How do you deal? How do you treat people? Because that's part of being successful yeah. in life. And um, it's not just about the, the work, yeah. but it's like how you treat people. It's yeah. how you conduct yourself. It's how you schedule it. I mean, shoot, yeah. <laughs> there was a time when I used to get up in the morning. I'd be afraid to get in touch with Block. Oh, it's early. There's never a time I wake <laughs> up before him, you know, and yeah, because yeah, well, like people, man, man, it's like we get to, we, you know, we get up and we get yeah. get to it. You know yeah. what I mean? To be successful uh, takes hard work and it, yeah. you know, it starts early in the morning. But, you know, being able to get kids to be with people, to learn learn what they do. You want to see what it's like to be in the music business. business you yeah. hang out with Block and see what that world yeah. is like and see if it's for you. If you want to learn what it's like to be a doctor, you hang out with me, mm-hmm. you see if it's for you. And that's what we want to do is give young people direction. What is it you want to be in this world? And then how do you get there? You know, hopefully we can give you the tools to to be able to do that. And you can learn something. Me too, yeah. right? I'm still yeah. learning from Block's experiences. And, and I, I'm- yours, Corporate world. Yeah. You know saying? The way you treat everybody. I mean, you know, yeah. we're building this big company right now. And I, you know, I say it all the time is like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. I've never been here before. So I have to read books. I have mm-hmm. to talk to people who've been there to give me advice. I have to learn. Yeah. The journey never ends, you know, but along the way, uh, you know, I teach my kids this all the time. The first thing you got to do in this world is learn how to take care of yourself. Yeah. Then put your mask on first. Then tell you that. put your mask on first. Then you learn how to help other people. And that's where the true joy yeah. in life is, is when you can not only take care of yourself, but you have enough left over to, to take care of others. That's what makes this world a better place. And that's what the Big Timers Foundation, that's what the Doc and the Block is all about. All about, baby. Different people, same experience, they're just working it out. No excuses at the end of the day. Big times.